Welcome to part two of an interview with Roman Harambura on his book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 1. Let's dive right in. The main character, Mystical Man, why did you create him to be limitless and immortal? I've seen a lot of movies throughout my life. I've, I've read a lot of books throughout my life, like just novels, you know, of, of um, action, drama, thriller. And they all seem to be around about the same, just different circumstances. And there's always where the main character always gets caught up with his emotions or her emotions and gets pulled down, where they've got to suffer. It seems to be a thing with humanity that we have to suffer to grow. And that's a misconception completely. That's why I said to myself, when I created this man, mystical man, I created a man, a being that's limitless in all things. He can create everything through the power of thought, thought consciousness, where he doesn't get caught up emotionally so he can complete every single task that he is doing whether it's a positive task or a negative task, whether it's a good task or an evil task. He brings the balance, and that's so important, having the balance of life. Yeah, wow. We already spoke about uh, how your book came from your uh, experiences in like the astral world and your dream state. I'm just curious, how do you wake up and retain all that you've experienced? Okay. What's really interesting, Michael, there's, there's a misconception when it comes to doctors, when it comes to people who are supposed to help you when you're feeling that you're losing your capacity to have vision, your capacity to speak, your capacity to feel. They say as you get older, you lose all these things. Well, I'm a living example that that is completely not true. I'm going on physically 70 and I still train hard. I eat good. I'm so flexible. Um, I'm strong. My body is stronger now than it was when I was 30. My brain power, my mind has opened up so much with my imagination that I'm connected to all things and all things are connected to me. And it's like I can put my hand up and I can pull all this knowledge out of thin air because I'm connected to it. And what's really interesting is when it comes to the human brain, you can't think like that. Now, there is a place out there that is called the void, the emptiness, the nothingness. And I even created in my book, The Dream Assassin, Volume 1, where I brought these characters to life from the past. And what and how I did that was really interesting. You literally go into the past where the nothingness is. And what you're seeing before you is fragments of every single human that has lived on this planet for the last 928,000 years. In that nothingness, you can pull and extract any fragment that you choose if you have thought consciousness. And you can put them together 
and create a movie of their past and bring that character to life. And that's what I did in The Dream Assassin, Volume 1. I connected to that nothingness. Wow. Wow. And so you got better at that over time. So, like, as far as waking up and remembering it, it's, it's, Absolutely. A, it's you just tune into it and you're there. That's right. My brain capacity from a physical perspective probably has increased about 60 to 80%. Wow. Instead of going down, I've actually gone the other way. And I can literally go back in my mind's eye and I can see myself or the body being born and within my mother's womb. Wow. We are so much more than just being physical. We honestly have no idea of what we are capable of as human beings. There are so many vibrations that we exist within. But most of us live purely in the third dimensional vibration, which is physical, physical matter. When we step beyond that, we it's like climbing a ladder. Mm. And the higher you climb, the more you see. And the picture becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. You're no longer looking down a tunnel. Mm. And life, life actually makes a lot more sense, I'm sure, as you go up that ladder. Absolutely, my friend. A lot of people Absolutely. are just on, on the, um, what's the word, the hamster wheel, going around thinking, oh, is this all that life is? That's true. That's true. Everyone does that. That's very true. Mm. You, you know, it's like the, um, the old saying about um, um, being on the wheel of life, right? And Mystical Man actually explains that in the book um, about the wheel of life. And yes, it's true. And yes, it exists. More so in the Eastern philosophy than the Western philosophy. If you believe in karma or reincarnation, yes, you are on the wheel of life. But you can also remove yourself off the wheel of life through thought consciousness and be no longer a part of somebody else's karma Mm. that humanity has been living in for 928,000 years. Wow. Wow. Now, uh, my next question, you've, you've already pointed to this a bit already. Uh, I'll just say um, what does amaze me about your book is it tells a good storyline, but I also feel that you are doing more than just a storyline, that you have a hidden agenda maybe. Would, you be, would I be correct in saying that? And if so, can you explain what this is? I do have a hidden agenda. You're right there. And it's a very positive one. I love humanity because we are all brothers and sisters, no matter how we look at it. We are all just on different paths. Our journey is different. If we look at each other, we are actually seeing ourselves. The book that I wrote originally called Entrapment is a self-help book. The second book was the book of knowledge, I Am Alien, 1,105 pages. It's still a self-help book. I decided to teach a different way by bringing knowledge, sensible knowledge, but also entertainment and to also ignite the imagination of every single human being that reads my book 
or books because we each have that power of knowing within ourselves. And if we continue just to live in the present and not grow, then we never look into the unknown. And that's where pure creativeness exists. Like an artist doing a painting. When they paint, they paint beyond the known. They go into the unknown and they just let themselves go as if their hands are moving without even knowing they're moving. Mm. And that's me when I write. I just flow with all the dialogue. I mean, you know, the book's got over 90 characters. That's a lot of dialogue for 90 characters throughout 750 pages, I can assure you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. We were talking about karma before. I think this question comes in line a bit. This main character you call Mystical Man, he talks a lot about balance between good and evil. He presents what you call the greatest magic shows on earth by day, and then by night he hunts evil. Can you explain why he does that and what that's about? I won't go too deeply into the story at the beginning of it, but Mystical Man, through very sad experiences, lost his the love of his life and his two children through very, very tragic circumstances. And he even lost his own life. When he came back to Earth, he had limitless powers and he wanted to bring justice to his wife and his two children. And he discovered the only way to bring justice is to make the predators aware of what they've done. And that's what he did with Burke and Ted York, who killed his wife, killed his children, and burnt their bodies and burnt the house to cover up the evidence. So Mystical Man discovered something after he learned to let go. He realized that there were millions and millions of people on this planet that suffered similar circumstances and never, ever got justice. Yeah, some of them go to jail for a very short period of time, depending on how the lawyer um, is rated and how much money you have to pay them. A lot of the times they win. So he said he's going to create the greatest magical shows by day and by night he will bring balance to the ones who have lost their loved ones through whatever circumstances. So he realizes that if you do good and you do bad, in the center is some form of balance. He also eliminates with strong prejudice and without emotion. It's like an assassin. If you, if you're going to be a good assassin, you can't have emotion. Hmm. Because you know, it'll get in your way. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to say this because it reminds me, you, you told me a while ago, and correct me if I'm right or wrong, uh, there are a lot of, like, for instance, samurai uh, people in the past that would be fighting and killing for the king, say. That's and, true. Yeah. And, and that they wouldn't incarnate and suffer the karma because in their life between incarnating, they would sort out their karma there. Is that 
that is true. Right. And and so and so uh not that's not what mystical man does exactly, but like you said, you've you've explained how there is balance to what he does and there's understanding and there's no uh negativity, I guess created. Yeah, created. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting because you know a lot of people I mean we have all these we have all these um heroic movies and books and all that, but you know, this this recordings a bit more on a spiritual line it's very interesting to have someone say that if you follow me about going yes. out and killing evil one of one of the things is if if someone goes out to murder purposely revenge um, vindictiveness they actually do deserve to lose their life to forfeit their life not to breathe the same air we we don't have a right as humans or any species, just to murder. I mean, we send out our our children to war. We are now sending out our women who are givers of life to murder in the name of a country or a god or a religion. That's a belief system. When we murder, and it doesn't matter what we murder, whether it's humans or animals, we create karma. And that's why a lot of those people suffer a lot of misfortune throughout their life after that. See, nothing ever gets away. You take a life and it will come back on you. Right, right. So, yeah, and that's what what we're talking about with karma. But we're also saying if you're doing it in a conscious way, way and you understand the karma that you've uh, got upon yourself for doing what you've done you can manage it in a way that doesn't mean that it's always life to life eye for eye eye for eye you're bringing balance you're bringing balance yes yeah you're bringing balance i I mean there's a lot of in my in my new book this is coming up you know volume two uh, it's going to be a little bit more controversial because there's a lot of things that mystical man does like with um pedophiles for instance um, that's the subject that's uh, close to my heart because of what happened to my my youngest um, son, who's now like forty, and it has affected his life so bad. Wow. And pedophiles um, are the evil of the earth, mm. and they actually don't deserve to breathe the same air for what they do because it's not a matter of just the act; it's leaving that person emotionally destroyed yeah, in most cases for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the reasons why in Volume 2, I've created that so there's justice. It's showing the people that justice is very, very important to an individual. Wow. Yeah, it's just, I think, like, because we were, we were talking about karma even before we started this uh, interview and it's I guess I, I I have a feel for it but it's not um, completely familiar like I, I understand an eye for eye stuff over over reincarnation but um, yeah I find it interesting uh, should we should we move on anyway yes yes yes, yes <laughs> uh, that yes, was good please. I appreciate you saying that okay um, actually let's not move on I wanted to edit this in this is something that Roman had also said about karma but it was before the uh, interview had happened I really want to share it with you uh, so here it is 
karma to me is a real thing, but it's a thing we should not concentrate on because you can dissolve your karma if you become consciously aware of what you have done by seeing your past, whether it's a previous life, whether it's this life or five lives or ten lives ago. You can, in yourself, forgive, let go, and move on, and you are karma-free. Wow. So, I mean, a person can certainly regret doing something, but that's not enough. Absolutely. No. No. You've got to learn to forgive yourself. You don't have to forgive others. It's forgiving yourself because you put yourself there. You remember the old firing squad? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you remember that where you've got the um, the prisoner, the soldiers, the sergeant and the captain? Yeah. And you say to yourself, who's responsible? Well, all four are because the captain gave the order to the sergeant. The sergeant gave the order to the soldiers to shoot him and the prisoner put himself there by murdering somebody else. So who's responsible? All four. So they create karma. Can they you all see create that? karma, yes. And, and and if they do that, they do that in their twenties and thirties. They've got they've got decades to follow where they can forgive themselves mm-hmm. for being in that situation. And it's about absolutely. awareness, isn't it? If you're really it's aware, awareness. That you did the wrong yes. thing. Absolutely. Oh, that's really interesting. And, no one else is saying that about karma. No, no, no. A lot of people really have no idea the real essence of what karma is all about. Even the great teachers. And I'm being terribly judgmental. I know that, but I know it to be 100% true. We have based our understanding from the past and we continue to bring the past of that knowledge of karma into the present for many, many centuries and probably many more centuries to come. It's only when we become enlightened with thought consciousness within ourselves we start to see the reality of what we created and we see the truth. And that's what's important. Yeah, and it, and, and, again, and, and it literally can dissolve the karma. Wow. Absolutely. That's really but you can't cool. dissolve karma by saying, I forgive myself. Oh, no, you, 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 you need to do it, not say it. Absolutely. You've got to come from the heart. And I'm putting up a story on um, LinkedIn um, from the book called um, – um, 100% personally responsible and it's a good one and so I've decided to put up on LinkedIn um, so people can actually read it. Okay. It's from the Book of Knowledge, I Am Alien. Oh, okay. It's mm. in the chapter. Yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, I'm not sure what number it is. It's, it's towards the end of the 74 stories. Sure. This concludes part two of an interview with Roman Harambura on his book The Dream Assassin, Volume 1. For more on Roman and his other books, visit etcconsciousness.com and for his latest book, visit thedreamassassin.com. My name is Michael Yon. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more.